0: Are you in on our WGT challenge? It's a fun way to get involved with us, play games, try and beat us. Most of you do because the competition has gotten so stiff that you don't submit your submissions until you've already gotten it really close. And it's really hard to get it that close. It takes a lot of time. But a lot of you have gotten really close. Uh, And this week's hole is hole one at Pebble Beach. So you download... Uh, World Golf Tour at freewgt.com. Go to game modes, go to closest to the whole challenge, go to Pebble Beach, go to hole number one and take a swing and see how close you can get it. Then, once you get it nice and tight, send us a screenshot at BSN Broncos, not at BSN Broncos, at DNVR Broncos. More on that in a second. Make sure you tweet it at DNVR Broncos. And if you're the closest of the week, You win a prize. If you just play along, you get a raffle ticket into our final challenge, which will be uh, your choice of tickets to a game or a jersey of your choice. So make sure you play and go to FreeWGT.com to download the app. Let's jump in to the DNVR Broncos podcast. Broncos
1: come. Bitten in the south stands, drinking the courage from mile high. The best part of the weekend, Again.
0: Yes, that's right. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast. No, you didn't accidentally click on the wrong podcast. No, we didn't change companies. It's a rebrand, and we're really, really excited about it. A huge day for all of us here at what was formerly BSN Denver and is now just simply DNVR.
2: It's not a rebuild. It's not a reboot. It's a rebrand. Uh, I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. And I
3: freaking I love the name, Ryan. The local company taking the local name, DNVR.
0: Yeah, I actually know the guy who came up with that idea. He's really <laughs> cool and handsome, uh, great puns, and just an all-around good, uh, good podcast host and everything. Stop. You're making me blush, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
2: he didn't say great laugh.
0: <laughs> well, that's why it definitely wasn't Zach's idea. <laughs> uh, but we're really, really excited about it. Uh, if you haven't, hop on to Twitter uh, or maybe Instagram if you don't have Twitter or maybe Facebook. If you don't have Instagram or Twitter or maybe if you don't have any of those things, you should get them.
3: Or jump on the website.
0: Or jump on the website. But I wanted to show them the video mm-hmm. of us unveiling the rebrand. If you go to BSN Denver. Oh, my God, I'm going to do this a million times. <laughs> so, so just so you guys know, I'm struggling along with you to get this down. Uh, four years of habits to be undone. Go to at dnvr underscore sports on Twitter and check out our unveil of the, uh, the rebrand there to dnvr. Um, a couple, I guess, housekeeping notes is, yes, the new main account is at DNVR underscore sports. We are at DNVR underscore Broncos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the website is the So if you're looking and, and you haven't found it, obviously, if you go to BSN, it's going to redirect you to the right place. Uh, But it's going to take some getting used to. I'll probably mess it up a hundred times, just like uh, I probably still call them the San Diego Chargers (laughs) once in a while here on this podcast. So all getting used to it, but we're really, really excited. And it's not just a change of a name and a change of a logo and a change of the colors on the website. Uh, It's really a change of of so many things that we're doing. We've made some big hires. Obviously, Mace was the first. We were going to wait until the rebrand to unveil Mace, but then we would have to wait until... The Broncos were already 0-3, and, and we didn't want to do that. <laughs> so uh, It was an appetizer. We yes. wanted, we wanted you along the main course. for the
3: uh, winless ride. Mates. Oh, and uh, yeah,
0: what we a ride gonna,
2: it's been. We weren't going to let you get out of that. <laughs> Just remember, you can't spell overcoming 0-3 without DNVR. Wow.
0: God, how do you do that all the time? <laughs> um, what, what else can you make out of DNVR? I don't think – is it a – Well,
2: my full name is Andrew Trevi Mason. So DNVR is there.
3: Wow. See,
2: it was just meant to be
3: DNVR that you can also, you can't spell my name
0: without DNVR. All right. Ryan, David Konigsberg. There's no, uh, Oh, you can't spell my name without DNVR either. <laughs> Boom. Boom. I was <laughs> like, there's no D. And then I, right, I was about to say there's no V. Yep. And then I remember it. David, David. middle
3: name's helping us both out. Boom. <laughs> we needed it.
0: Um, so, we're, it's going to be really cool. Um, one thing that I think you guys will really love is we're getting more into the live streaming game. Um, obviously, it won't just be Zach eating Hot Pockets or us sampling water <laughs> from different cities and states. Uh, we're going to try and do some pre- and post-game stuff. Uh, we have three new sets at the BS, mm, the DNVR office. <laughs> Gosh, dang. Uh, and... They're really, really cool. We put a lot of work into it. Uh, a couple of the new hires, Adam Mares and Brennan Vogt, really were all were gung-ho about the new uh, sets. Ali Monroy put a ton of work into it because obviously she's in charge of video here. So all around, some really cool new stuff. Again, not just a name change, but really, you know, we're trying to embody what we think we've become, which is more than just a sports media outlet. Uh, we, we want to be a, a, a lifestyle company, a, a company for, for the fans, uh, a company that represents Denver as well as we possibly can.
3: Just like this podcast, we, we, we want you guys to feel like we're just having a conversation with you. We're in your car, uh, we're in your house, we're in your left ear. Now we're in your right ear. It, that, that, that's exactly what we want this entire company to be like.
0: Zach thinks that if he talks <laughs> into a different side of the microphone, you guys will hear it in a different ear. It works.
3: <laughs> you're going you're to have to throw some headphones on later. <laughs>
2: Zach Stevens in stereo. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, so get used to it. The DNVR Broncos podcast, some new artwork that you can see on the website uh, will also obviously be in your feed soon. They're always slower than us when it comes to this stuff, so I don't know how long it's going to take. But But. it's awesome artwork. Anytime you can use Mm -hmm. the old school two bar face mask, it's quality. (laughs) You knew Mace would love that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But let's get into some Broncos talk here. Where do we start? You want to start with uh, River Craycraft? (laughs) We hardly knew ye. Yeah, who? Actually, I feel like we knew him so much, he wore three different numbers as a Bronco. (laughs) That's never good. Is it? He's worn 15, 11, and 12, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm. Once you put on the 12, ugh, yikes. That's a bad Wow. Who all's got 12? Brennan Langley, Paxton Lynch, Just River Craycraft. <laughs>
2: Andre Caldwell.
0: Andre Caldwell. Yep. yep. <laughs> if you go
2: way back, uh, Charlie Johnson wore 12, I okay. think. All
0: right. Well, at least that's a decent player. <laughs> it's not completely and utterly cursed, uh, to be sure. Mace will look it up and tell us all the players who have worn number twelve in Broncos history. Uh, well, I mean, if
2: you're making an all-time roster based off of numbers and uh twelve, it probably has to be it probably has to be Charlie Johnson as the best twelve in Broncos history.
0: And then And it's
2: not particularly close. And then you'd probably probably Bubba Caldwell.
0: The thing the problem here is though, like you're gonna have seven be Elway. the best sixteen is gonna be Plummer. Uh, the best six no is, love for Benny Fowler. is going to be Jay Cutler. Mm. Best like, 18 is is who? Is Peyton Manning. Not
3: not the guy with the the, the Definitely big name Definitely not on. the guy with the big <laughs>
0: The guy with the little name on there. Yeah, the, the footnote. That should be his new nickname. The footnote. That's what we call him on this podcast now. Is that
3: what we call his season? The footnote season? footnote season. season.
0: <laughs> yes, because if he had an amazing season that year, they probably wouldn't have disrespected him yeah. by making him a footnote. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways... That makes Charlie Johnson very far down the list. Like he might be on the all-time roster, but he's like the 7th all- string quarterback. He's the
2: all-time number 12 though.
0: What's the all-time right, right. Broncos number?
3: What's the best number?
0: Well, 30 has a chance to make a run at it. Mm, a 80. Run.
3: Okay. 80 has Rick
2: Upchurch, Rod, Rod Smith, Smith. Mm. Uh, Julius, Julius Thomas. Mm
0: see if we can keep doing these at the same time. Uh, That's a good one. What about 18? And of course... The the number
3: that's retired twice.
0: 87
2: was Lionel Taylor back in the 60s. It was also Ed Ed McCaffrey. McCaffrey. It was
0: also Sunshine Taylor. (laughs) Now
2: Noah Fant.
0: Mm. Zach, yesterday, I didn't have a chance to to chime in on this, but Mace said something yesterday Uh which blew my mind. Because I'm pretty sure, and I, I didn't pull up the article to double-check my, my uh, it's not math, my facts. He said that Noah Fant is on pace for 48 catches and 500 yards. And I'm almost positive that is exactly <laughs> the numbers that you predicted he would have this season. I
3: think so. I think so. I got a little happy inside when May said that. I hope so. But that's also nuts. It shows you what a good season looks like. But it doesn't necessarily feel like that. Yeah,
2: Yeah. because you have some people who are saying on Twitter, wow, I expected 60 catches, 750, 800 yards. Someone brought that up, and I had to say, you realize that if he had those numbers, it would literally be the the territory that only one first-rounder has reached in the last 20 years from the tight end position. And the first-rounder that did that was Evan Ingram, who basically didn't block. The big thing for the tight end position and why it usually takes a while for a player to really get it at this level is because usually if you've been a pass-catching tight end in college, you've got to learn how to block. So you're learning two positions rather than just one.
0: Here is a a perfect example. I always wanted to have a a story or a a thread on Twitter, which I should have done it this year, and I actually thought about it, but I I just got distracted and forgot to do it. Taking takes from week one and you just jot them all down and then you just revisit them in week four because everyone in week one was going crazy about TJ Hawkinson. The dude had an Mm -hmm. amazing game and everyone thought he's going to break those numbers that you, you Mm -hmm. talked about Mace. I think he had like eight catches, 130 yards and two touchdowns, something wild. Yep. Uh, But he was
2: going up against the Vance Joseph defense in Arizona. And we all know how, well that defense does in covering tight ends
0: right <laughs> also in that same week Noah Fant gets stuffed for negative five yards on an end around he misses a couple <laughs> blocks he gets called for a holding oh now he's a bust Hawkinson best draft pick ever Fant a bust do you know what TJ Hawkinson has done since week one well, remember we're now in week four doesn't he have like one catch for eight yards two catches two catches on seven targets He's on, they're not even looking at him. Nope. Two catches on seven targets. Since week one, Noah Fant has outplayed TJ Hawkinson by a long shot and is now tracking towards having the better rookie season. Wow. Wow. Yeah, how about that? So, again, week one, we all, we've taught ourselves to not overreact to the results or at least try to not overreact to the results, especially from a 10,000 view of the league oh, just because so-and-so beat so-and-so doesn't mean that they're going to go win the Super Bowl. We've yet to figure out that you shouldn't overreact about players in week one. And I'm not saying us on this podcast. I'm just saying the NFL community. That was a big one. And no one has gone back and corrected him and been like, hey, by the way, TJ Hawkinson's struggling. <laughs> Only Broncos fans who are trying to def- defend Noah Fant. This is true. Um, so, yeah, River Craycraft. <laughs> <laughs> back
2: to River. Back where we started this. He's
3: Floating down a river
2: today. We're at the source of the river now. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, they shipped him down the river.
3: But good news for downtown Fred Brown, who
0: was promoted in, in place of river.
2: So the river flows past Fred Brown?
0: Yes. Wow, Yeah. And his career now here, and here is just water under the bridge.
2: <laughs> I guess we've got to get these things in now because the practice squad spot that River Craycraft could have had was quickly taken up by Trandy Benson.
0: Yes. You got anything for Trinity Benson? Well, yeah. Didn't you have a nickname for him?
2: Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Holy Trinity. But it's not really a nickname. It's just what you say when he makes a great catch. Holy Trinity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's sort of the uh, the old Chris Berman nicknames when he you know, put uh, you know Jim two silhouettes on deshays, the kind of that kind of <laughs> thing. That's what Holy Trinity. It's kind of obvious. So right. I got to right. ask
3: you a, a football question. Is oh, this good? I hate those. Good or bad for Juwan Winfrey?
0: That uh, DTFB got called up. Uh, yep. It doesn't matter. Juwan Winfrey is a slot above him. So then it's good. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, he was great on special teams. He didn't actually um, like have to do anything because I, think, I don't even know if they had a punt return. But he was the first one down on every punt. And that's obviously what they're looking for from a guy like that.
3: Is this the start of the Broncos saying, we're looking toward the future. We can only hope, Zach. We can we, only hope. You
2: want them to explicitly say it. A, a lot of the lineup decisions are already saying, we're looking toward the future. A Draymond lot of Jones the points of emphasis on offense are say, and who's getting the ball are saying, we're looking toward the future. Draymond Jones is now going to have to play for, in, for Derek Wolf. Mike Purcell is going to get in there. and Even though he's a five-year veteran, he's still a new player to this team. They're already making some of those choices. The and, uh, question is, do they do more of them?
3: And on top of that, well, first off, you hope they do more. But on top of that, it's who is in the game at the end of the game. And that was pretty telling against the Packers. You saw Justin Hollins in there in the fourth quarter. You, you see these young guys in there when the game's still close and it matters. It
2: wasn't close when Juwan Winfrey was getting a lot of reps, but he was out there at the end of the game.
0: Yep, exactly.
2: Not Emmanuel Sanders. It's
0: telling. And if Kyle Allen can do it. Brandon Allen can do it. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Speaking of quarterbacks, did you guys catch Monday Night Football last night?
2: I did. I did. I saw some very familiar moments from Case Keenum, the interception down the seam. Oh,
0: that was so that Ugh. was so vintage. That was that was straight out of September 2018. <laughs> Looking, like,
2: stop throwing the tight ends down the seam. You can't do it. Oh, Brian Parker in
0: double coverage. I'll never forget that one. Um, I only saw the stat line. I was at I was at that Maggie Rogers concert, which, by the way, she's incredible. Um, so I only saw three picks. I didn't realize it was a career high five turnovers Ugh. for Case Keenum. It was bad. It was very bad.
3: And, guys, he put up one more point than the Broncos did against the Bears. Yeah, but uh, it was 28 Nothing. Come on. Chicago
2: star- started playing back. Now, some of that, they do have some explosiveness in terms of their targets because I have to mention this third straight game that Terry McLaurin Scored a touchdown. He now has 24 catches, 257 yards, three touchdowns on the year. I actually told my friend Ryan Edwards this morning, if the Broncos had drafted him instead of Draymond Jones, they'd be 2-1
0: right now. Ooh. Oh,
3: wow.
1: He
0: would lead the Broncos in all of those categories, wouldn't now, he? Catch yeah, Now he, I mean, he might not have
2: yards. that many, but this is, he is
0: a legitimately talented
2: player. We all saw it at Ohio State. We saw it down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He checked all the character experience leadership boxes that the Broncos were looking for. I just thought this guy is a perfect fit for the direction in which they want to go. And if he were working in the slot right now, I'm just saying, If they, they, don't ha- they, they don't have a young burner that Terry McLaurin
0: is. If they had listened to us, well, I don't remember what our final takes were, but... There there's a combination of our takes. <laughs> Maybe I'm cherry picking, but I think I don't think so. They would have taken Devin Bush in the first round, Drew Locke in the second round, Terry McLaurin in the third round. But you wouldn't have Dalton Riser. You wouldn't I know. You wouldn't have Dalton Riser, but would they be in a better place right now? I mean You have to say yes, right? Even Todd Davis looked terrible the other day. And was I realize it? he's got a He comeback. was never
2: gonna be a cure all.
0: Yeah.
3: Boy, uh, I want to say yes, but I don't know if you can. The offensive line, you can't just avoid it year after year. Well, this goes back to the
2: whole general offseason thing. Are you better with Joe Flacco, or are you better with Ryan Fitzpatrick plus Quan Alexander? Because I would be content with still trading down, having Noah Fant, Dalton Reisner, Drew Locke as those three picks, but then McLaurin. And I think there's somewhere in the KOA archives where – Right before pick 71, I'm saying Terry McLaurin is the guy they should take here.
3: I still can't believe they didn't take him. Wait, Ryan, how about this? Your scenario, and you also paid Billy Turner, Mm. who mace told us right before the show started, according to
2: ESPN analytics.
3: According to ESPN analytics, Billy Turner is the best pass blocking guard
0: in the entire NFL.
2: That said, I'm not really sure about their <laughs> analytics.
0: Alright, so you keep them. Uh also. No, 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 no. Forget forget Billy Turner. Forget Billy Turner. Instead of drafting Bradley Chubb, you take Quentin Nelson.
1: Oh.
0: And oh. instead And yep. then you take uh Wait. So you take Quentin Nelson, you keep Shaq Barrett. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you. Uh, oh no. You draft Drew Locke, You draft De- Devin Bush. You draft Harry McLaurin. That's pretty good. Oh, and now that well, you could also still end, draft Dalton Reisner instead of Drew Lock.
2: But your tight end position is terrible.
0: Yeah, what's it done
3: for you? Yeah, though, how good so is it far? now? Right now it's I know we just said how Noah Fant's on pace for, for a good season looking into it, but he does have a fumble. He doesn't have a touchdown. So Yeah.
0: I like playing hindsight GM. I'd be great <laughs> yeah. if I could play hindsight GM in the <laughs> NFL. Next yeah. time
3: we talk to John, that should be your question. Just lay out this whole scenario. Do you wish you did it? <laughs>
2: if you could, if you had a time machine you could go back. Would you try to make yourself a GM?
0: No,
3: mm. no. If I if, could if, if, if I could do it the John Elway way yes, yes. of just <laughs> taking over, not doing all the scout stuff and, and making your way up.
2: I would still, it sounds tempting to go the GM route. I would still probably just go back to a few years ago when Leicester City in the Premier League had like 5,001 odds to win the Premier League and go get all the money I could get like fifty thousand dollars in bed on them win it and retire you could just buy the broncos at that point if you bet enough (laughs) If you bet enough yeah i just don't know if i could
0: get that much money what would
3: that be fifty thousand in fifty thousand fifty thousand
0: times fifty thousand that's uh fifty thousand to the second degree (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of cash
2: how would the May stewardship of the broncos
0: look that's that'd be fascinating
3: Maybe that's an off-season thing for all of us. Does
0: anyone have a fifty thousand times fifty thousand equals yet? I'm doing it. It equals
2: three, four, five, six. Can't do that. Two point five billion. Not enough.
0: Uh, Ah, just short. You could start the group though and invite Peyton Manning to join you.
2: Or maybe you could just get up to. (laughs) $75,000. Seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> that might do it. There you go. There
0: you, yeah, seventy five thousand would get you into the That would get you That'd be three seven five, right? Three
2: hundred three point seven five billion.
0: Look yeah. at you, you caught yeah. on, you learned something when he was telling us all this. Uh, so yeah, all you had to do is was, was bet seventy five thousand dollars. And you'd have enough money to own the Broncos.
2: All right. Wait, no, because it was five thousand and one, not fifty thousand and one, right?
0: No, it had to be higher than that. Well, 5,000 to one is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. All right. Now you can't afford to bet <laughs> Maybe it. we can buy an MLS team. So, River Craycraft. No, river. I'm
3: just <laughs> um, he's rolling that's down the, last the river. Time he's been, he'll, he'll ever be said on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Never say never.
0: He'll always have the first podcast, though. The first DNVR Broncos yep. podcast. Well, you can never take that away from him. Was committed to River. This one's for you. This
3: one's for River.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Wow, this feels like a Positive Vibes Tuesday. Is this a Positive Vibes Tuesday? We're just
2: not focusing on the train wreck that is an 0-3 start. What are you talking about? We're just talking about what could have been.
0: That's our plan for the next uh, 13 weeks. We can fix it. It starts with a time machine. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's quickly... Talk about the good folks over at Breckenridge Brewery. How about them giving us the quote tweet today mm. on the rebrand video? That's love right there. And it's been such a perfect partnership between us and them. Went to Maggie Rogers last night. Who I know I already mentioned it, but she she's a really awesome performer. One of the best voices I've ever heard live, if not the best voice I've ever heard live. Um, right up there with oh God, Sam Smith probably probably a, even a notch higher. Mm. Uh, she was incredible, but one th- one great thing about the new Mission Ballroom, they have Breckenridge Agave Wheat on tap. And as I was drinking that, I was like, "Man, this is damn good beer." And not only is it a damn good beer, it's one of the damn best of the damn good beers. <laughs> I think it might be my second favorite behind Strawberry Sky.
3: It's it's and it's perfect for any occasion. Yeah. Oh, you're killing me, right? It's before noon and I'm craving one. Yeah, the agave wheat is
0: really good. It's perfect for brunch. There you go. Mm, You could probably do you could probably just like the strawberry sky, throw a little orange juice in there.
3: Since with the positive vibes, are we just calling it a Saturday?
0: Yep. All right. Let's start drinking. All
3: right. I can get down. (laughs) Also
0: check out the Colorado Core. Mm. It's their newest creation. It's fantastic. Um, apparently Andre Simone is calling it the champagne of beers.
1: Which, <laughs> That's taken, though. Yeah,
0: exactly. But we already, <laughs> like, Breckenridge doesn't uh, agree to this. We just make a bunch of new slogans for their stuff, and then they just kind of go along with it, which is nice of them to not be like, hey, stop changing our messaging. But here's
2: the big thing on Colorado Core. Of course, you've got uh, the apples infused into this, and uh, it's a little bit of cider. Very autumnal, of course. We officially hit the astronomical fall on Monday. It's been meteorological fall since September the 1st. What are you talking about? Astronomical (laughs) fall. It's based on the rotation of the earth and where it is relative to the sun, etc.
0: I thought it was like just a very large fall. (laughs)
2: Like going 0-7 in your
0: last seven regular season games? Yes. That's a large fall. That's astronomical fall right there. (laughs) Uh, Astronomical fall is what the seasons are in uh, a world of suck. (laughs) Anyways, what were you saying? Oh, Colorado Court. I'm
2: saying, yeah, Colorado Court. It's very autumnal. We're in the fall (laughs) now. Enjoy a good autumn beer. Yes. It is some damn good autumn beer.
0: Damn good autumn beer. can't believe it's fall.
2: doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It's starting to look like it on the trees. And actually, driving through uh, northern Wisconsin over the weekend, the foliage is really starting to creep down. Saw quite a bit of it on my way to... Lambeau Field Sunday mm. through the rain. It was a rainy drive. That Buffs
0: sounds... on a bi-week, maybe I'll go up and check out some trees. Mm. With Wait. a Colorado Core in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else will drive. Can you take an Uber to like Rocky Mountain National Park? I'm sure you can. How, uh, how much do you want to spend? <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. Uh, Colorado Core. I was thinking, every time I think of Colorado Core, I'm like, you've got Jokic. You've got McKinnon. Mm. You've got... What is another team? Arenado. Who is the Broncos' addition to the Colorado core? It used to be Von Miller. Now it's the guy opposite him. It's Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is, is he in the Has he surp, uh, surpassed Von Miller in the Colorado core? Ooh.
3: It feels like he's he's
0: on the outside. Chubb. Von. Yeah. My question is: Is Philip Lindsay? I think of the, among the fans it's Philip Lindsay. And then that brings us yes. to another thing. What about like locals, locals only hashtag. Reisner and Phil mm. are in the Colorado Core, um, but I don't know if the other teams have guys from Colorado. Freeland, he's in the Colorado Core. Yep. The Avs and uh, Nuggets, as far as I know, do not have any Colorado connections.
3: This week, are we putting Clay's Campbell in there? Oh, coming home.
0: Yep. Denver South. Yep. There's a what if for you. If he chooses the Broncos over
2: the Jags... Then you have two Denver South Rebels on the roster.
0: But also,
3: what's what's this team look like?
0: Like, instead of this revolving door of Adam Gatsis and Demarcus Walker, and you just keep swinging and missing on trying to replace Malik Jackson, you bring in a guy who's better than him.
2: The problem was, of course, with Calais Campbell, the Broncos really had not adjusted to the new post peyton Manning reality that said you're not going to get any discounts anymore. Right. You know, mm-hmm. When you had Peyton Man, you could get guys on a discount because they wanted to play with Peyton. At the time, they had Trevor Simeon as the quarterback. You're not getting any discounts, even for the hometown kid, Calais Campbell,
3: when you have Trevor Simeon at quarterback. And, and with Joe Flacco now. That was the first free agent Elway just missed on. Just couldn't get.
0: That one really, really hurts. Yep. Things could be totally different. I know we've talked about how you need the quarterback and all this and that. This pass rush would be unstoppable. Well, it's
2: missing the interior rush, and that's what's causing it to break down. And the fact that quarterbacks know if they get the ball out quickly or if you're Aaron Rodgers, you just get away from the spot quickly. The fact that they know that because there's not the interior rush just takes it away from the edges.
3: Didn't Clay's Campbell have three sacks last game, or was it two games ago? Last game. So this week... Shaq Barrett and Clayes Campbell had seven
0: sacks.
2: <laughs> you are you trying to get people to stop listening to this? <laughs> and oh, you, guys didn't
0: even, you guys didn't even realize this, but that never even stopped being a Breckenridge Brewery ad. <laughs> the Colorado Core, drink it. We'll talk to you on the other side of this break.
4: When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So, if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Broncos Stadium at Mile High.
2: So, what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as you know, parks and other areas in the location.
4: Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all.
2: So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Arya. Um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym.
4: Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022.
0: We are rolling along here on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Hey. And Zach really wants to talk about the AFC West picks, which makes me think that his were good.
3: No. okay. No. In, in fact, Just Ryan, an honest man. Just an honest man. All of ours were very, very bad. We all took the Titans in Thursday night's game. L. That was a bad decision. Gardner Minshew seems like the truth through three games. That was an L for all of us. We all took the Chiefs. To win by more than seven points, nope, only won by
0: five. Late touchdown, kind of a backdoor cover, unfortunate. Exactly, we all took the Raiders
3: to win by nine points or to to keep the game within nine. That is not the case. The
2: heck was I thinking?
3: Raiders look. What was the score? What was it? Thirty something to ten. I think. Ouch! Ouch. Yeah, it it wasn't even close. And then uh, Ryan, you took the Texans plus three. Texans won straight up. You got a win on both Mace and I on that one. Yes. Chargers, uh, the injuries are coming back to bite them, as they always do. This
2: is why the Broncos actually have a chance to win three in a row. I just Two home games against middling AFC South competition, sandwiching a trip to Los Angeles to play play a Chargers team that
0: is not close personnel-wise to what it thought it would be. Real quick, I don't, I don't know why no one ever listens to me in the offseason when I tell you the Chargers are going to Charger. <laughs> they, they cannot help it.
2: Well, more like they're going to have Charger happen to them.
0: Yeah, they're going to get Hunter Henry,
2: Derwing James. I mean, this is beyond their control. Melvin Gordon, I they could have that. him in there.
3: Russell Okung, But that's just part control? of
0: charging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: part of the deal. Um, real quick, Mace. More likely, and Zach, I want this, your answer too. More likely, 3-3 three three or 0-6? Oh 3-3.
3: 0-6, oh, just more likely if I have to choose one. They haven't won a game in seven games. Why, why am I going to think they're going to go on a three-game win streak? Oh,
0: God. It's, yeah, you probably have to go with 0-6, although I, I don't think it's impossible for them to go 3-3. Three three. I, not-
2: I think they'll go 2-1 and one in the next three, yep. but then I think reality will bite them again in the two games that follow against the
3: Chiefs. And the Colts. I think it's very possible they pick up a few wins in the next in in the next three weeks. And my thing when I brought this up yesterday was people saying that it's likely, and that's where I have the issue is saying that it's likely that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you definitely you can't go there. That's that's a bit too far. But really quick,
3: final game. Mason, I got a win back on you. You picked the Broncos to win straight up, uh, and Mason, I. Did not pick that. We both picked the Packers to cover the seven and a half points.
0: Solid one and fives all around, boys. <laughs> Where was it? One and four. But
2: I can tell you, when the Broncos got the ball back down twenty-seven sixteen, a couple of times, as Al Michaels has been known to say late in a broadcast,
0: hearts were beating across the <laughs> land. Yes, I kept saying big, big spread <laughs> yep. drive, big spread <laughs> drive here. Uh all right, so one and four, one and four across yeah. the board. Yeah. yeah. well let's forget
2: that week ever
0: happened yeah wins in the broncos we are under 500 i assume all of us (laughs) it's all right we'll get it back we'll get it back we always do uh that's what i just tell myself (laughs) shooters got to keep shooting all right let's get into the questions here plenty of them coming in and this one comes in from the gray sweatsuit nice to have you with us vic fangio we uh, appreciate you listening he says longtime listener and subscriber first time commenting Based on pro football reference, the Broncos' offense has had 7.6 plays per drive, first overall for an average time of possession of 3.25 minutes per drive, which is second overall. The offense has moved the ball and kept the defense off the field. To that point, the defense has seen only 29 total drives, fourth lowest because the offense has been eating the clock up. But the defense has given up a score on 44.8% of those drives, fifth highest, with zero turnovers and zero sacks, of course, worst in the league. 44.1% 44.1% conversions on third down, which is 10th worst, and 857 red zone touchdown conversion. That's really bad. Second worst. It's because of the defense, uh, uh, defense's inability to create a negative play, sack interception, third down, stop, that the offense's average starting field position has been the Broncos' own 24-yard line. There's a lot of research in here. This is the offense the Denver Broncos planned for and wanted. The defense, however, is not close to expectations. We know the Fangio defense takes multiple years for teams to learn after implementing and maybe holes at corner, Yadam, and linebacker, anyone named not Devin Bush, may have been a critical flaw to the defense's execution. Even with that, I see this team winning games if they can fix the flaws on defense. The offense is what was expected. The defense needs to turn it around.
2: The offense isn't quite what they wanted because it's struggling in the red zone. You were hoping that Noah Fant would get up to speed there, and it hasn't quite happened yet, although his overall production is promising. You want him to be more active in the red zone. That would certainly help out in that regard. But still, even taking the red zone struggles into account, on balance, if you look at the offense and defense and ask which is the better unit right now, you have to say offense which is crazy because they haven't even scored 20 points exactly <laughs> 7 games in a row now going back to last year
3: and the defense had i mean 27 is too much but they certainly weren't helped out with the turnovers that the offense had against it against the packers the other games they've been okay in terms of points allowed but what's crazy is you would expect that these defensive stats to, to reflect an Broncos offense that has just gone three and out, three and out, and then the defense is forced to be on the field this whole time. That's not the case. The defense has been pretty darn fresh.
0: They're just not that good. Mm. From, not, the de- not necessarily the defense is not that good, just the team is not. like. If the offense is outperforming the defense and the offense is averaging 15.3 points a game, we have a very large problem on our hands. <laughs>
2: this team just ain't very good. Oh, man. As, as you pointed out.
0: From the Count, who's got it?
2: I'll take it. Count Flacula. When I was in college many epics ago, scraping together loose change on the daily in order to fund my malted beverage regimen and fill the coffers of my thrift store wardrobe, I once found a $5 bill in the inner pocket of a Goodwill sport jacket I was trying on in an effort to trick any co-ed I could find to go on a date with the nerdiest guy on campus. Thereafter... And until this day, I have searched about a thousand blazers for another free Lincoln, but have located only scads of old Kleenex, reams of uninspired grocery lists, and the occasional poorly written love note. Why do I bring this up? This is the exact same thing as R. L. Elway problem. John found his pot of gold in 2015 and has continued to attempt to recreate that extraordinary stroke of luck in the exact same fashion that fortune so graciously provided us back then. The difference between me and John, however, is that I have known since that first windfall that would likely never happen again. So I got a few degrees and a real job and went about things another way. John is stuck. John is trying to find that boon that ain't ever going that ain't never going to be there if he keeps trying to seduce serendipity like this with all my condolences, the count.
3: Yeah, I mean that's it's what it feels like.
2: Between trying to recreate the twenty fifteen team and trying to recreate Getting Peyton Manning, a veteran who had the injury concern, but to extract more out of the veteran as he hit his final years. Yeah.
3: Drew Locke could, yeah. Drew Locke could save John, could completely save him if he comes in, uh, along with the good two draft classes of recent, but if Drew Locke pans out, people are, are going to realize, or, or John is going to be very thankful.
0: Kind of reminds me of a story I wrote last year. It was in regards uh, to Vance Joseph and how the Broncos were, you know, they were stuck with him for the rest of the season, essentially, and it was week six or something. But uh, I I referenced John Mayer. Uh, I guess I'm having a very musically inclined day. And I said the Broncos are slow dancing in a burning room. Mm. And that's what they've been doing, honestly, since the Super Bowl. It's slow dancing in a burning room, not seeing the flames around them, kind of just like that little dog that says this is fine.
3: Yeah, uh, sad. Next one coming in from DJC15 says, After being able to collect my thoughts on the game, I will say I really liked what I saw from Bosby. The kid brought the juice on defense and made plays to keep us in within arm's reach. Also, a little piece of my life I'd like to share. I've earned a spot on a semi-pro football team down here in Fort Worth, Texas. Let's go. They have me working with receivers, and if that's where I end up when the official rosters are drawn up, I'm definitely going to be honoring the Broncos and the great and underrated Eddie Mack by wearing the number 87. Love y'all and hope you have a great week. Man, that is awesome, DJC. Congrats. We
0: fully expect you to get the eye black that you can write on, and put dnvr mm, under your eyes. <laughs> love it. <laughs> or maybe
2: like those eye black strips that yeah, they have. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Not right on it, just like we make dnvr oh. branded strips. Maybe he gets sell them.
3: maybe he gets signed by the Broncos one day and then he continues the 87.
0: Yes, the the trend of 87. Unless it's
2: retired for no offense.
0: Mm. Oh wow. I feel like those two things couldn't have yeah. It's going to be a problem for him to get on the team and take 87 from Noah fans. It's true. All right. uh, From Vilka Dan, after listening to Ryan and Zach's rendition of the reworked pleasure horse intro, I thought I'd try an update of the outro. This should probably be attempted only after numerous Breckenridge cold snacks looking forward to the harmonies. I don't know (laughs) if we can do this one. I don't know if we know the melody well enough. Yeah, I don't think so. This
3: is also very, this is a full song. Just do it William Shatner spoken word
0: style. Get a little drama in there. (laughs) All right. It's called Losing on the Weekends instead of Lonely on the Weekends. I'll just read it poetry style. (laughs) It's getting me down watching these games now, and I could have just as easily turned them off by now. What makes me return is that I need to feel hope that somehow in some way Vic gets it turned around. Urgency. There's a lack of it, and I'm feeling sad. All the years I've watched, we've never been this bad. Once Vance left, I thought it was just a passing fad. But we're still losing on the weekends. Losing on the weekends. (laughs) These players I loved are suddenly strangers. The fire inside ain't enough. To pull out the win, too many draft flops got us in this fix. And behind the, the true studs, the depth is now really thin. Sweet release. Trade me talk. Might not be far away. Can't seem to get it done no matter how hard they play. And when the fingers get pointed at others in the fray, it makes for losing on the weekends. Losing on the
1: weekends.
0: (laughs) Maybe when Drew returns, there'll be happier new days. We'll put this behind us, return to the winning ways. And maybe Gumballs says goodbye to the holds. And Lock to Sutton TDs come after Phil's last clutch play. I need this, please. We used to have parades after winning Super Bowls. Now when I hear bowls, <laughs> I know that it means holds. That's good. And all the losing is really starting to take its toll because we keep losing on the weekends, losing on the weekends.
3: Oh, beautiful! Oh man! <laughs>
0: unfortunately, it's beautiful. You know, it is beautiful. There I can message. be
2: beauty in tragedy.
0: It's I, true. I wish we could get the legendary Timmy to actually sing it because I just that was too long for me to try and keep up with the melody. <laughs>
2: Horse with horns. Hello there, guys. A question keeps rolling around my head. If Vaughn Miller had been drafted by the Pats, would they have traded him by now? I don't like comparing with the Evil Empire, but their lack of sentimentality on players is what keeps them as formidable as they are. Brady might have something to do with it, too, of course. We have something going on here in the U.K. called Brexit, and I would liken it to the Broncos right now. Hard rebuild or soft rebuild? No one cares anymore. Just admit it and start rebuilding for crying out loud. Say what you want about the Finns, but at least they committed to it. If we have a losing record when Locke is ready to play, he has to start. If he doesn't, all we are doing is hurting this team going forward. Keep up the excellent work.
3: In terms of Von Miller, if he was on the Patriots, yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. think he'd be on there anymore because you you look around and they get these great talents, and then they either just cut them, wait for the Contract to be expired. Trade them. And this is a philosophy now they've had for nearly 20 years.
2: You go back to 2003, they cut Lawyer Malloy right before the start of the year, and people were flabbergasted. Then they go to Buffalo, and they lose like 31 nothing in the season opener, and people are like, what is Bill Belichick doing? He can't cut his player, his good players like that. It's going to hurt the team. And of course, the Patriots ended that season winning their second Super Bowl, and they've continued to have the philosophy of getting rid of players one year too soon rather than one year too late. Great example is Wes Welker. They probably got rid of him one year too soon. But then by 2014, Wes Welker wasn't that much for the Broncos.
0: My only take is that I thought Brexit – was when you have too many Breck beers and you have to leave the bar.
3: (laughs) Impressive. Maybe that's the new slogan for him. (laughs) Next one coming in from Bronco. Duck says, guys, the Broncos are not going to draft Justin Herbert. Chill on the hate. He's completed 74% of his passes with 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions this year. He will be good on the next level. Anyway, love the new site, thednvr.com. Looks badass. I agree with you guys. Fangio will not say the team is rebuilding. There is no
0: point. What were you going to say, Ryan? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I haven't had a chance to watch too much of Justin Herbert so far, but signs are encouraging that he's better than we thought he was. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we should continue saying he's going to be bad because that usually helps <laughs> these guys out. I'll
2: admit, I've I've watched Justin Herbert up till this year. I would like to get the chance to watch him this season maybe it's something to do on, on Saturday or the Saturday after that
0: that's I why he, i mean that's why he came back right because last year he wasn't a complete player obviously he also wanted to play with his brother but he like when he came back he gave himself a chance to for us to reevaluate him mm-hmm.
3: yes the comment, he goes on and says i agree with you guys fanji will not say the team is rebuilding there's no point the veterans will be lost at that point i would still argue they are rebuilding on the go. Royce, Phil, Corton, and Dalton, frickin' Reisner are absolutely going to be key in this team's success in future years. These men are giving it all they have. Fanjo needs to back these young players in taking leadership roles. That is key. I am excited to see what Locke has to offer down the road. If Locke shows flashes in the final eight or so games of the year, we will all be singing a different tune. Week-to-week hope is dwindling fast, but I am encouraged by the youth on this team. Other than the offensive players I've listed, what youth, other than Chubb, on the defense, gives you guys hope for the future or down the road? Do we need to focus on that side of the ball? And really quick, here's what I'll add to, to the Justin Herbert. I hope we're not watching him. I hope we don't care about him because I hope it's Drew. True, true. And but I hope- Drew
2: isn't going to get out there until the college football season is almost done.
3: So, uh,
0: uh, Lock's giving is too far away. A mistake, I said it from the beginning. It was a mistake. Yeah, but he's not ready yet. Is was Gardner
3: Minshew ready? Is Daniel Jones ready?
0: I'm saying like health wise, he's not ready yet. Oh yeah, he's just I, getting back to throwing.
3: He's going. Do you do you think he's going to be ready before week nine?
0: Um, I think that. They are purposely bringing him along very slowly in this process so that he won't necessarily be ready before week seven, which is when he can practice. That's a mistake. It's a mistake. (sighs) It is and it isn't because there's no point in taking a risk right now with his health. He's missing practice. I realize that, but you hope that he has 15 more years of practices. Love Fred Brown. Do
3: you want Fred Brown or do you want
0: Drew Locke on the team? Love Drew Locke. Do you want Drew Locke healthy or Drew Locke at 80% practicing? Oh, I want him 80%
3: practicing.
0: Mm, I don't. I want him to get to 1,000% before he comes back. Hmm. Be a long wait. Yep. 1,000%? <laughs> <Well, 1>, 1,000% <laughs> is the same as 100% anyway. Um, okay, was there any other? Oh, are you young? defensive players he makes a good point we talk a lot about the young core and it's Bradley Chubb and a bunch of guys on offense
3: yeah Justin Simmons I mean is he yeah considered young still
0: he is until he signs his second contract I I consider you a young player while you're on your rookie contract and then
3: the rest of the guys are hopeful guys right it's you hope Justin Hollins is the guy you hope there's something um, in, in, in some of these very young guys but it's it's hope
2: rebellions are built on hope Mm. I'll come back to that again, but yes, I mean, Everyone, I look at the, we, look at the defense. Like Adam Gotsis, do you? I mean, he's a solid player, but no. nothing spectacular.
0: He's not part of the the young Colorado core. Um, Shelby the Broncos Harris, version of the Colorado core.
2: He Shelby actually looked good on Sunday. You know, he we were kind of do- dogging him a little bit. He had his best game this season by far, and really, that was a missed hold there on the touch on the touchdown run in the third quarter when he basically just got you know got the kind of the neck treatment after pushing Corey Lindsley four yards into the backfield. Shelby Harris should have blown up that play, but or it should have been a hold, but neither.
0: Remember when last year I tried to reference Rebellions are built on hope, but I kept messing it up? <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> how? How did you mess that I, up I
0: just felt like isn't there a saying like 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 like, the, the revolution is built on hope or something. Maybe <laughs> we should use that because we had all the revolution tweets. Right. Exactly. Um, how about this? Who's the guy who said revolutions are built on hope?
2: Uh, it was uh, Jin Urso, and it's a lady. It's a girl. Jim Erso? Jin Erso. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm guessing you won't be attending the Rise of Skywalker with me on opening night, huh? Uh,
0: you're talking about David Thompson? next come on it's a throwback reference for you i know i know Um,
1: what what did miss
3: Jim say (laughs) say
2: well who was was david thompson nicknamed after luke skywalker
3: oh i
0: thought luke skywalker was named after david thompson my girlfriend
3: many people call her skywalker oh because she likes to (laughs)
0: climb 14ers no well
3: that, that would work but her name is annika or People maybe, uh, sometimes uh, uh, Anakin. or you An know Anakin. what, if you're
0: walking around with a can of strawberry sky, you're a strawberry skywalker. <laughs> oh, I have a friend named sky and he has like strawberry blonde hair. Wow. And I was like, this beer was named after you. Let me drink you. Uh, yeah. That's not <laughs> what I said for sure. Um, real quick. <laughs> that takes some really do bad Do we need places. a drew lock, like wearing like a Jedi robe and it says rebellions are built on hope? i paused because i forgot if i was saying it right or not you did good job by the great jim (laughs) mercy where are we here bronco Bronco born bronco Bronco bread bread. all right what's up y'all if you don't follow basketball go ahead and skip this comment all right no i'm just kidding (laughs) i've seen this song and dance before what is happening with the broncos is exactly what i've endured as a dallas mavericks fan the comparison is kind of scary both teams won an incredible championship behind amazing MVPs, Dirk and Vaughn, and Vaughn actually compares himself to Dirk sometimes. After that, they tried, to, they tried over and over again to recreate the magical runs, would never admit defeat, and realize that you just need to rebuild and, and that enough has become enough. Signing Case Keenum as Joe Flacco is just like trying to sign OJ Mayo and Monte Ellis, <laughs> um, thinking that they're going to be great for you. It wasn't until this past season when we finally got our guy in the draft, Luca, and then traded away the assets now for the potential greatness of Porzingis that we finally have hope for our franchise again. I hate to say it because I love Vaughn so much, but I just don't think there's, we're going to be great with Vaughn on this team again. Much like I had to accept with Dirk. Let me know how y'all, let me know y'all's thoughts if you have any.
3: Yeah, I mean... Yes, every word. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. And if you can get something for Vaughn, something that makes it worth it, then there's no reason to hold on to it.
0: What do the Dallas Mavericks have that the Denver Broncos don't? An owner? An owner. Exactly. <laughs> An owner committed to winning and uh, with the pocketbook to make sure it happens. Well, oh,
2: that's the key thing is the pocketbook. There's no issues putting money in escrow. Nope. It's no, it,
0: He
2: just operates from a, a deeper trough.
0: If Mark Cuban... Drove down this uh, highway right next to us right now and went to Dove Valley and wanted to buy the Broncos. Would you guys be down for that?
3: Yep. Hundo P.
2: <sighs> He'd have to learn his way also. I don't, based on what he, he said about the NFL, that's not happening.
0: That's but a bummer. How would you? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, good
2: got,
3: content it's first and foremost. Fantastic content. <laughs> he's going to go off the rails a bit. He's going to have to apologize once or twice, but he's going to be all about winning. And he's going to put a, his heart and soul into the team, and isn't that what we loved about Pat and we love about potentially keep it in the Bullen family? Let me
0: ask you this, Mace. How often did you get sorry to interrupt How often did you get to talk to Pat Bullen when he was the owner? Not very often. Dallas media has it so easy. <laughs> Not only are their teams so paid attention to, but they also have the two most interesting owners in sports, and they talk to the media like after every game. Yep,
2: yeah. Jerry Jones. And yep. and right Mark there Q. in the locker room, holding court after every game, I, I've, I saw that one time. I was just like, Man, "That
0: would be I... the first story we wrote after every game." What, yep. did, what did Pat Bowen say? Or even if it was John Elway stepping in, what did John yep. Elway say after the oh, game? Yes,
2: yeah. yep. Everything be <laughs> secondary. From Cleavers, A three quick comment for you guys. Love the rebrand of the website and app. Have you seen the video of Dalton Reisner literally blocking two guys almost with ease? Side note, stink. Mark Schloreth stole your guy's phrase. Damn good defense the other day. Yeah, that that was incredible. We trademarked that, so we're going after him. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Think about the trouble that uh, Garrett Bowles has with one guy on the edge and Dalton Reisner's taking care of two. Mm -hmm. Like,
3: it's not even a second thought. I said before the season, actually when they drafted Dalton, that I thought by the end of the season he would hands down be the best offensive lineman on on this
0: team. He already is. Three weeks. Actually, it didn't take any time. It was (laughs) week one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's so good they should have to pay tax on him. And if you need uh, an alternative in Colorado for addressing your tax needs, Symbio Tax and Administration provides honest and knowledgeable tax services by licensed professionals for small businesses and busy families in Colorado. You guys know we're all about taking care of our own, and the guys over at Symbio are proud BSN subscribers and diehard Colorado sports fans. So it's even more of a reason not to go to one of the retail tax chains. You'll even receive a free consultation so that you can make an informed decision based on your particular uh, situation. Symbio has literally saved people tens of thousands of dollars with their expertise. Reach out to Symbio today uh, for your free consultation from a qualified tax professional and make an informed decision. Call 720-336-4470 or go to symbiotax.com. That's s y m b i o tax.com. And I have to say our relationship with them has been quite symbiotic Symbiotic.
3: (laughs) and this is pretty symbiotic threat Lowell midnight says the rebranding is sick my dudes
0: couldn't agree more uh and i forgot to say this at at the top so hopefully he didn't just listen to the beginning to see if i gave him any credit but d-line co and most specifically eric weedham headed up this entire rebrand in terms of the the imaging and and everything that you're seeing be unveiled and he did such a freaking incredible job with it and additionally our guy Nate Baird who sent us of course the Touchwood token stepped it up he said he wanted to give us another gift this year he, I don't know if you guys saw uh if you're listening the secondary logo we have which is just the black and white Denver flag which I'm obsessed with I want to put it on everything I own mm-hmm. um well Nate sent us a gigantic all-wooden version of that new logo. It's up in uh, one of our new studios, so you'll see it soon, and it's awesome. So, shout out to Nate for that. Nate, it is so freaking cool. You are you are the MVP. And I'm pretty sure the touch wood thing was like the first real gift mm-hmm. we ever got, and then now we've gotten multiple, and it's so cool. And this one is certainly the biggest gift we've ever gotten and it is so freaking cool
3: and they just so you know it's sitting right here right in between all three of us the touch wood oh
0: yeah it Mm -hmm. stays with us every every show all right next one here is for mr t hey gents it's been a few months since my last comment it was a different time then filled with so much hope and excitement alas i have two questions for you first if we assume that chris and garrett poles aren't on the team in 2020 Which do you see being the biggest off-season priority, getting a left tackle, another starting corner, or getting a Fangio-approved inside linebacker? Second, who ends the season with a better record, the Broncos or the Raiders? Thanks.
2: All right, Broncos end the season with a better record. The Raiders just look bad right now. I feel like they uh, fired all the bullets in their gun in week one and in the first quarter of week two against Kansas City. Don't look, look like they have a lot left.
3: Yeah, I'd give the edge to the Broncos. I don't like saying it because we haven't seen him win in its eight weeks.
0: I'll be that guy and just predict they win the same amount of games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a low total. All
2: right. If we assume that Chris Harrison and Garrett Bowles aren't on the team in 2020, I think Garrett Bowles will be on the team in 2020. So you're starting left tackle? No. Okay. They'll, they wouldn't surprise me if they give him a shot at one of the guard spots. Maybe if Connor McGovern moves on it or, or Ron, and Ron Leary
3: move on. Maybe they give him a, just to try to salvage so let's see. So left tackle's open then. So what's the biggest hole? And I guess we should approach this with saying that Drew's the guy or Joe's the guy. That there's no issue with quarterback.
0: Drew is the guy in my scenario. And because of that, you have to get a left tackle. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at what's happening to Baker Mayfield right now. The Browns were like, oh, we got our guy. We're all good. We're ready to go. Let's go win a Super Bowl. And they forgot to solidify their tackle positions. And now you have Baker Mayfield running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and he's completely ineffective. Look at Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you damn near killed him. Yep. You at least killed his football career. Yep. So
2: if preserving the quarterback is a top priority, it's left tackle. But inside linebacker can't be overlooked because right now, Todd Davis doesn't solve all the problems. And when you see Josie Jewell getting beaten by Danny Vitale, a fullback, a right. wheel route.
0: By Dick Vital,
2: <laughs> Danny Vital.
0: <laughs> that would be v- um, very bad.
2: So you're saying it wasn't
0: awesome, baby!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, that you're saying that Josie Jewell's is not a PTPer? Man, no. if only there Last were... Last year, was he a diaper dandy? <laughs> I mean, we, let's no. just go through all the vitalisms <laughs> here while we're thinking about it.
3: If only there were some inside linebackers, the Broncos could have gotten free agency, and draft. S-
0: speaking of the Browns and... Inside linebackers. Who's your boy from Bama? Mac? Is his last yep, name Mac? Yep, yep. He's starting from this them. year. Yep, yep. He would have been good too. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. Well, be- certainly better than what we have. I was hard on him at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, our guy, uh, Tanks. I don't think he ever really caught on anywhere. Is he not on the team? Terrell Hanks. Do you know mm-hmm. where he ended up? He was a stud at the Senior Bowl. Did he. Get on someone's practice squad. I want to guess the Cardinals, but that's just because everyone I like ends up with the Cardinals. <laughs> Could be a problem for Playing me. Playing for Vance Joseph?
2: Miami Dolphins. Oh, oh, okay. So he's starting or what? <laughs> he is on the practice squad. Hey. Which means right. He'll probably there's, get in at There's some hope one. for you yet, tanks.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Black attack. What's up, guys? After finding this pod a little before the draft and not... Missing an episode since, I figured it was about time I showed some appreciation to the best Denver Broncos content producers currently in the game. I was a little disappointed the hunger strike didn't happen during the Broncos camp promo. We've seen the effects a little sleep, sleep deprivation has on you guys. Just imagine how great it would be if you add a nutrition deficiency to the mix. Thanks. You'd be surprised how many times I do this podcast while dealing with the nutrition deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> Question. I'll be visiting Denver soon to attend or for, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm born and raised in the Bay area, but I've been a Broncos fan since I started watching them as a kid when Champ Lynch and Al Wilson were running the defense legends. Also, my older brother is an obnoxious Raiders fan, so that helped, too. <laughs> so he's got to be about our age in that yeah, range. Yeah. Yeah. Question, I'll be visiting Denver soon to attend my first game at Mile High. We are planning on going in week nine for the Broncos-Browns game November 3rd. Mike, get to see Drew Locke's first start. Oh, a little Locke's giving <laughs> family trip. <laughs> yes. My question for you guys is, do you have any suggestions on where to get seats? Should we try and find tickets in the South Stands, as your intro would suggest? Any other spots you'd suggest? Not looking to break the bank here. Already dropped 250 on plane tickets. Looking for something around 150 Can you think of a good economy and luxury option at that price point for my friends and me? Also, do you see prices dropping if the Broncos form doesn't improve? Anyways, thanks for all the hours you put in to build this community. The quality definitely shows. Also, Mason is a great addition to the pod. Glad to have you on here. Go Broncos, the toughest 0-3 team out there. I can actually address the ticket thing because I was looking at some of the secondary market prices yesterday unfortunately for you flack attack this game is one of the two games left on the schedule for which the buy-in is currently in triple figures and it's because of all the cleveland browns fans the cleveland browns uh, diaspora located over the over the country. There are plenty of Cleveland people who've settled in Denver. They're reengaged with their team. They're buying tickets. So, 150 would right now will get you upper deck,
0: 500 level.
2: Right. To get in the south stands, I think you're probably looking at about 175 to 200 at this point.
0: Here's the thing. You kind of have to place a bet here on what you think the Broncos are going to do. Yep. Uh, if you think and right Browns, now too. it's rock bottom – for this team at 0-3, then you probably go ahead and buy those for 175 if you want to be in the South Stands. If you see this thing going further South, then make sure you get the tickets before they announce Drew Locke is coming back. <laughs> yeah. But if they're like 0-5, then you might be able to get those for about 150 in the South Stands.
3: So do you want to gamble in hopes that they're bad or do you want to gamble in hopes that they're good? uh that's your choice flak attack and i love the name Flack attack as someone who's been called Zack attack
0: oh yes yeah, both pretty bad uh no i'm just kidding um i always like to buy tickets to like game four of a playoff series because i'm like oh my team is gonna sweep and i'll be there to see <laughs> can
3: the broncos sweep by then they could be riding a five game win streak
0: Wow. Bet against that. Uh, I don't know what, what, what kind of odds you get on that. Next but. one
3: coming in from a very smart, our smartest listener out there, Andrew Mason. He says, you can't spell overcoming 0-3 without DNVR. I admit I put that on there because
2: we had a little issue where the comments weren't showing up. I was just kind of testing it to see that it worked. But I want to get that out there. Brilliant comment. And if the Broncos go on a winning streak post-rebrand, Oof. we're taking all the credit, just so you Oof. know. Yep. We're, we'll say thank
0: you. I'm just waiting for the tweet that you can't spell Zach da- Zachary David Stevens, you can't spell <laughs> Andrew Trevi Mason, and you can't spell Ryan David Konigsberg without uh, DNBR. <laughs> Um Great comment, Mace. Thank you. I'll hit you with an upvote. <laughs> You're first. Uh, Your from second. Minnesota Paul, <laughs> boys, I might have missed it, but why would we wait for Locksgiving if we can start Locktober <laughs> even sooner? How did we miss it? Aww oh
3: locktober and minnesota paul i wish we could start locktober what can
0: we we can call locktober when he comes back from ir and <gasps> onto the, the first practice day he's
2: practicing October locktober i God, love it that's good <laughs> we can say i'm so glad i came up with that something like <laughs> it, yes it's the 22nd day of october but it's the
0: first
3: day of Locktober.
0: <laughs> oh man locktober greater sign rocktober
3: Mm, i can't wait till that oh, moment well done If we
0: can't have rocktober at least we can have locktober but remember
3: ryan can wait ryan can wait on drew lock he can wait as long as it takes is that a song i need him now no it wasn't a song yeah. <laughs> i bet you it is it oh yeah yeah i'll be there. No, it's a no.
0: quarter
2: after one i'm a little <laughs> drunk and i need you now
0: yes <laughs> Except it's only fifty eight past eleven. It's October
3: twenty second. What? It is October oh, and God. we need to
0: log. You did better than I did. People are gonna like that and that's uh. gonna piss
3: me off.
2: <laughs> You've got a singing voice in this room. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm whoa. too flat.
3: Thank you, Mace. Thank Speak you, Mace. For yourself, I'll... Mace. I took I took the chain already. It's on me.
0: No, I I've been told that I'm <laughs> I have the voice of my generation. <laughs> By your mom, maybe
3: I've been told that too.
0: Oh, my moms are gonna have to <laughs> go to blows for this. This is reaching the Millhouse point,
2: but my mom thinks I'm cool.
0: <laughs> my mom does think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> from True Champ Fan Twenty Four, you're cool, Ryan. Thanks, Zach. There seems to be growing population of fans that are joining my Fire Elway train. His <laughs> train started the train i guess that's something you can hang your hat on i know he won't be fired and i know he won't step down hopefully when his contract ends they just won't re-up him or he'll choose to walk away on bottom Yeesh. i believe we're in for a long dark next couple of seasons teams that can knock it out of their own way whether by bad drafting roster improvements or lack thereof bad signings james stevenson Okun, watson insert any other right tackle I wouldn't say Okun's a bad signing the bad no. decision
2: was not re-signing him
0: Well, the bad decision was Russell Okung representing himself (laughs) (laughs) and getting absolutely fleeced by the Broncos on that contract and then feeling like he needed to recoup those costs (laughs) the year after the Broncos didn't want to pay him for it. So it's on him. Exactly. Um, Subpar coaching, I don't know what, I'm going to start. He goes, rarely does a GM or owner get out of their own way and do what's right for the franchise if they have created the problems to begin with. Jed York finally took a step back and let his GM work, and now the Niners don't look half bad. Yeah, I mean John has changed some of his philosophy, so we can't say that he's so stubborn that he'll never change anything. But I just, I just have a, a a little bit of a feeling inside me that they're never going to truly embrace a rebuild while John Elway is the GM, and it's going to be hard for them to get out of the hole. Sometimes you got to take, like three steps back to later take five steps forward, and I don't know if they're going to do that.
2: Well, what's interesting is they always lean on the notion that Pat Bowen, you know, was always trying to win every year, but how do you know what Pat Bowen would think today if he were still alive, of sound mind, running this team? He, we don't. Because he adapted his thinking over time. His, he did not have everything in a permanent box thought-wise to where it didn't evolve, didn't change. He might look at the landscape now and say, we have to rebuild. It's one of those things that gets kind of dangerous when you feel like you're doing what Pat Bowen would have wanted, but you don't know what Pat Bowen would have said or done in reaction to the current
3: landscape. The situation True Chant fan laid out is the worst possible situation. Is that John Elway stays until his contract is up, then walks away? That's what three more years uh, uh, of this, be because he doesn't, and, and he goes out on bottom. So that means it, you never really hit a peak with John. But and what if then, they have
2: what if they have good drafts over the next few years, like they've had they had in 2018, and they appear to have had in 2019. Well, but just if he's
3: saying they go out on bottom, then oh, yeah. then they won't have yeah. that. And then you start a rebuild, and then you're looking six years down the road to oh. when, you, when you can really feel good about the team. Oh, if
2: that happens, you're the new Buccaneers. Right. And I've
0: lived that.
3: <laughs>
2: it's not fun. I'm sorry to make you go
0: down this route. It's okay. Speaking of the Buccaneers, sorry about that missed field goal, but Jameis is kind of balling. Yeah. The Bruce Arians effect is taking effect. It took one game, and now mm-hmm. he's looked good.
2: He's Fix the glitches. I want to see more of it. I need a bigger sample size. But if Jameis Winston plays the way he has the last two games, yes,
0: you're going to extend him. He can finally change his name from Jameis Loston back to Jameis Winston. (laughs) (laughs) From Lower Ready. Hey, guys, I'm a bit behind on podcasts, but I heard you did a call out to anyone from Frankfurt, Germany. Mm -hmm. I may be a few pods too late, but hello from Frankfurt. And a shout out to all the other non-USA-based fans, as only they understand the joys of waking up at random times of the early morning and late night to watch the beloved Broncos. Some call that joys, some feel it's a different thing. (laughs) Looking forward to Locksgiving. Prost, guys. Well, still, (laughs)
2: even
3: though it's September, most Oktoberfests are in September. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, what? (laughs) There was Oktoberfest downtown Denver this week. Never made sense to me. Never.
2: No, that's traditionally when Oktoberfest is, is September. That makes no sense. Why? So
3: that means we can start Locktober now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you put him on IR, so. <laughs> Happy Locktober. Yeah, Ryan, because you wanted to put him on IR. <laughs> All right, Zach,
0: you got a country Final for us? Final
3: one. Wait, do I have what?
0: Country of the day. Country of the Wait, day. didn't I give one the other day? No one responded, You I don't did. Think. What was it? Uh, what was it? I don't know, but it's irrelevant because no one responded.
3: <laughs> on today, I'm going to go with the place close to home. I'm going to go to Denver. Let's, uh, on this day that we go to DNVR, I want to hear from people in Denver. Because and just like Reddy said, we have so many people from outside the, the country all over. I want to hear from the locals today. Oh, also, you if you're from another Denver,
2: if you're from Denver, North Carolina. Or if oh, you're from
3: Denmark. D- close enough.
2: Yes. <laughs> if it starts with D-E. There's a Denver in Pennsylvania.
3: I bet you there's like a Devere in France or something. <laughs> let's, hear, let, let's do that. There, let's hear from everything that may be close to Denver. Oh, and, but I'm going to say Denver
2: anywhere because I'm looking up this, this up right now. There's a Denver in Nova Scotia. There is a part of Victoria State in Australia that is named Denver. There's Denver, Missouri, Denver, Ohio, Denver City, Texas, Denver, West Virginia, <laughs> Denver, Kentucky, Denver, Indiana, Denver, Illinois, how about
3: this? What if we expand it to any place with DNVR? Ooh! All
0: right. I like it. Yeah. Any, any place, and you can combine city and state. Oh, a city, country? Or country and city. Or, or country, continent. city, and state. <laughs> or country, city, state, continent, and planet. Then, uh, then you can do it. You, get, you at least have the R in Earth.
2: <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably be hearing some from Virginia because you've mm. got the V yep. and the R. Yep. And if you've got
3: the D and the E in your day in your name, you're good. You're set, mm. Denton, wow. Virginia. Let's hear from all of you. Let's go. Let's go. And final comment coming in from Bumpy Buffalo. He says, hey, guys, everyone is calling for Locktober or Locksgiving, which is great, but still five weeks away minimum. Nope.
0: Locktoberfest is now.
3: Thanks, Ryan. I'm starting the Brandon Allen movement. Flacco has been fine-ish, but if I see him saunter to the the sideline or to the line when time is essentially out, again, I will personally drive to Dove Valley and slap him until he has fire under him. Seriously, I am sure Allen can dink and dunk just as well and get to the line in a hurry. I was a Flacco fan in the first place, but when you get momentum rolling, you just take your time and let the D substitute. Just some urgency, and I'd feel better about everything. Go Broncos.
0: I, I, I mean, I'm all in for Allen. <laughs> you are? <laughs> no, I'm not. Have you, watched, did,
2: have you watched Brandon Allen's preseason play?
0: I've only seen him throw once. Beyond that Bronco game? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I actually did see that game. Uh, I was like seven breck beers deep, actually, at that time. Um, I'm not – no. You don't want to see Brandon Allen play. This is a classic case of, like, just anything but what we have, and that never works out. No. (laughs) Except for when you have Tim Tebow, Um, (laughs) which Brandon Allen – But he was still a first-round player. Is not Tim Tebow. Right. So you don't want to see that. I mean, that's like saying, like, at least Case Keenum would get up to the line. Yeah, well, Case Keenum also had five turnovers yesterday. (laughs) Fifteen points. Locktober starts in seven days. It's already begun. But the revolution is now. Thanks to everyone for all the the support on Twitter for the rebrand. Like I said, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you go check it out. We are now DNVR. This is now the DNVR Broncos podcast. We all have DNVR in our full names. It's a harmonious relationship. We're really excited about it. Hope you guys are excited as we are. Uh, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.
1: It's getting me down.
3: Waiting up for-
4: The South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, is it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy spirit then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the uh, extensive selection of some uh, hard to find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirits staff about different bourbons and different vodkas and I'm always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this. What else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.